again. Thank you for listening to Bird Call Review. I'm Michael. And I'm Jeremy. And we have an amazing bird for you today. It is called the... Man, ready for this? I'm ready. Montezuma Oropendola. Ooh. The Montezuma Oropendola. Oropendola. It is from the Mexico Chiapas region. I believe they say Chiapas. I imagine this bird looking like Benicio del Toro. He's like, hello. Okay, so here's the call. Here it is. Would you like to know the scientific name? Yeah, I love the scientific Soro- names. Soroculeus Montezuma. <laughs> it has a silent P in front of it. P-S-A-R-O-C-U-L-U-S. Soroculeus? Like psoriasis and oculus? Yeah, silent P. Soroculeus. Soroculeus what? Montezuma? Montezuma. All right. Here it is. Damn. Whoa. What? It's a bird. No. It's like, it sounds like someone ripping the tape out of your your car stereo in the 80s. (laughs) Come on, little buddy. (laughs) It barks, too? That was another bird. He's like, what? What? (laughs) What? Oh, that was David Bowie. (laughs) Oh, come on. No, it's not. It's a bird. That's a bird. I swear that's a bird. I'm on. Look at. I'm on the Cornell Lab of Ornithology. That is. Wow. That is ML record one two seven two nine nine. Bridge just flew off. We have to have the eight forty nine a.m. Apparently, this is the a hole who recorded it. It was a very good recording opportunity, except for the airplane and truck. Sarcolius Montezume, the low class is starting to clear now. It's calm. Did he just like? Yeah. Hey, homie. Maybe stop talking so much about. Recording and just record. Did he just kind of like phase out there a little bit? He's like, Sicurius, like, I think he forgot. Up about 20 meters at the top of a tree, right out in the open. When it it bent over, it didn't really go up on totally upside down, but it bent over when it called. I'm saying, didn't do much really when it called. You can also hear a pterocolossus in the background. Why are we listening to this household talk? I don't know. I think it's just the first time I've heard uh, somebody interject on their bird call recording. Well, he can start his own damn podcast. Yeah, yeah, okay. I'm just kind of interested, too. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't listen to it. Okay, so that's the bird. Uh, one out of seven. Seven. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if if there's a bird that could... What would a better bird call be? I don't even... I, I don't even I, know. I, I don't know. I'm looking forward to listening to that at the end of our discussion. Yeah. Gosh. I mean, I kind of want to just actually talk about that for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, the rainforest is crazy. Everything's in the freaking rainforest, man. Yeah, all the cool stuff. All the medicine. Medicine. Yeah, so it's like from lower Mexico, like right above Guatemala, like right in the skinniest kind of section of Mexico. Okay. Yeah. That's my favorite one so far. Yeah, me too. I, 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 I have give, no res- reservations putting that at the top of the list. Giving it a seven? Yeah, yeah, me neither. Yeah. Me neither. You know what I do have reservations about, though? Is, I don't know if they, they travel in gaggles. I don't know what the word is, but women, yeah, of young Chinese women that are oh, young following women. me on Instagram. What? I don't know what the deal is. I don't know what's going on, but I've noticed Looking increasingly. For a love. I've noticed increasingly in the past few months, 
I so I took the most boring picture. I like I was like I'm just gonna put this up just to tell my you know close friend like, like oh hey, this is what we're doing tonight oh fun and then like delete it later because I was like that's kind of lame. <laughs> yeah, it was like we opened like some expensive bottle of beer you know that's that I've what been Snapchat's saving. for by the way. Oh yeah, I don't care. I okay. only do Instagram. All right, so um, that and dick pics. I I put up this picture of like oh we we cracked this open you know, open this bottle at uh, at uh, you know our poker poker night or whatever some friends or whatever. And, like, two young Chinese girls are, like, like. I'm, like, wait, what? Hmm. Um, and so I'm, like, oh, this has got to be spam. Like, spam, like, stuff. Right, right. But they're private accounts. And they have friends. And they, like, live in is it is it one of those approaches that, you know. Because, like, I feel like Instagram is notorious for that whole you just go around and you just like. Like a bunch of things. Okay, everything here's the you bizarre can find part. and hopefully I, get follows. Yeah, I didn't hashtag it. Yeah. I'd had no location on it. Weird. So, what's the deal? Maybe Instagram felt bad for you and kind of like the status like, of your here, account. Here you They're go. They're like, hey, we're going to throw some likes your way. We're going to put you in one of these feeds. We're going to put some random picture of a bottle of beer in front of some Chinese girls. Like, I, that, I, it was just really weird. And this has been more, this has been happening more and more. I didn't know. Have you ever had that happen? You know, I actually have. So, um, one of the technologies that we use at work is called React.js, and anytime I tweet about React or React.js, I get these um, uh, very busty women, uh, okay. at least su- suggested from their avatars, uh, these busty women uh, liking, liking my tweets. Okay. Only the ones about React, though. But they are... It's weird. These are obviously spam accounts, though. There's okay, like... they're all... okay, so I'm not talking about that. I am okay. not talking about spam accounts. Different thing. I've had spam accounts that go on and are like, hey, I liked your photo. And you're like, oh, click here for more likes and blah, blah, blah. And you're like, right, okay, right, right. thanks. Like, I mean, you know, I'm, so I'm not talking about that. These look like, and some of them are private accounts. So, like, yeah, what's the weird. event? And there's no, there's no, like, call to action in their, in their description of their Instagram. I, I'm, I'm increasingly, though, understanding that I'm not understanding. Like I'm not I'm 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 starting to realize that I don't understand a lot about uh, about these mediums anymore. Like I thought I did, but they're they're evolving, they're changing, and um and I'm not. So I'm just oh, like, totally changing. Yeah, I just don't know when things are appropriate or not. I'm pretty sure that like it's lame to take a screenshot of something and post it on Instagram unless you have some weird circumstance, you know? Like yeah, yeah. But it just. Like I saw one man, it melted my brain. Actually, I want to I want to show you. Oh, I guess it doesn't really work on a podcast. It's all right. You can describe man, it with words. There was a pic. There was a picture that somebody took. They took a screenshot of a tweet that they had posted. Mm-hmm. So a screenshot of the Twitter application, saying I'm going to be live on Periscope at this time. Why would you do that to Instagram? Like that was a joke, right? That was a troll. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. It was and, someone on Reddit. And someone sent it to me. They were a friend of a friend. Someone sent it to me like, oh, you mean like this? Because we, I had just ranted about like how, like, you know, you should kind of respect the medium. If it's a photo medium, you should predominantly yeah. use photos. Yeah, if it's yeah. words, you shouldn't like attach a screenshot of a, of like a whole huge thing that you wrote on Twitter because Twitter's limited to characters. Like, like respect the the spirit of the medium. Yeah, because you know? that feels like those like those pictures where it's like, you know, use the force... And then, you know, it's got a picture of Gandalf. Yeah, and it's said by Patrick Stewart. Right, exactly. That's such a good photo. <laughs> right, it's like one of those. So I, so when I see things happen that kind Use of like, Instagram. that make me like, kind of like, oh, you don't know, you don't get it. I'm like, maybe I don't get it. Like, maybe that's totally fair game now. Like, and, and you can just mix mediums and like, who cares? Like, no one cares. 
I, I would say the proof is in the pudding, right? Like, did, did that person have a lot of followers? Did that person go on to have, like, just oversaturate uh, whatever the video thing or Periscope? Periscope. Yeah. Like, did he get, like, 50,000 hearts on his video? Uh, I don't think so. I'm it guessing... like he's trying to spread his personal no. brand, you know? Yeah. It's so stupid. People still try to do that. That's one of the things get that's ruining that. your personal brand away from me. Yeah. Like, just be a person. Don't be a brand. Don't yeah. don't advertise yourself. Just be yourself at different places. <laughs> oh, that reminds me of that video that came out this week from the, this week, last week tonight. Uh-huh. About Trump. What? Oh, man. That was such a good video. Did you see it? Uh oh, about like uh, yes, about how, Donald like, Trump. Yes, he's really good at at promoting himself, but yeah. but the kind of the the thing the things that he's writing on it, the things that he's saying he's really good at, he's not actually really good at. Like a lot of a lot of business ventures have failed. Like, um, yeah, the only valuable thing is his name yeah. brand. And honestly, he says that in in Art of the Deal. He says that he's yeah. like, and like with regard to like controversies. I mean, just yesterday he was in a public debate, like on national on Fox, referring to the size of his penis. <laughs> you think I'm joking? Like, go look it up. Go look it up. Like, I didn't was, see that part. I actually did tune in for some of it. Because people are saying how he has small hands. That's the joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he holds up his hands and he's like, and I assure you, like, everything else is in order too. Like, I saw a clip of it and it was like, wait a minute. Did you just refer to... You... Like, I call it like dick wagging when it when, it, when it's like, we should carpet bomb the Middle East and we should like do all this thing. It's like, oh, I'm so manly. Like, and it, and I just call it dick wagging. But ne- he's he's like one step away from actually whipping out his dick and wagging it around on, the, on a stage. Yeah, I believe it. That's crazy that we... Anyway, I... I don't want to get on the politics, but no, no, no. At some no point, we're talking about brand name. We're talking about brand that, name right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. That that he's like really good at at that. Yeah, he's great. Um, I did see a a uh, a commercial yesterday. Not understanding like social media, like it was about Del Taco Quesalupa. <laughs> It's like, it's like a quesalupa. Yeah, it's like it a sounds cheese like something stuffed. that your doctor would say. Like a, I'm sorry, bro. You got a quesalupa. Quesalupa. It's like a. I don't know. I thought chalupa was a made up word. So there, it's like a made up word. Is it not a made up word? Is I don't know. I <laughs> Del Taco is like ruining my knowledge like of aioli. like Mexican cuisine. Yeah. It's hey, a chalupa. Speaking aioli. of aioli, I looked it up. And and. Uh, it's actually fascinating. <laughs> but it's not the Belgian word. No, it's not. But it's a different process. So whereas uh, whereas mayonnaise starts with like egg white yeah. and uh, vinegar and vinegar and uh-huh. you it's spun up. Okay. Right? Uh, aioli actually starts with a mortar and pestle and garlic. So it oh. starts with a ground garlic base. Okay. And then instead of using canola oil, they'll use some other type of oil. Okay. So, so so the so the mayo thing is like a cheap knockoff. It's like quick quick. Right. It's, it's yeah, like yeah. cool whip is to whipped cream as mayo is to aioli. Precisely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I started to say the the chalupa or the quesalupa. Quesalupa. Okay. It's quesalupa. this barrage of like memes, like memes. It's like we're relevant kids, like Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and they had so they had like um they had uh oh gosh, who's the old guy that used to play in Star Trek that's super funny and um he's like hello 
Come on. What's his name? What? What's his name? What's his name? What are you Hello. About? Come on. Wait, the old spice guy? No, no, the guy no no no. Hello, ladies. No. Look at your man. Look back at me. Okay, no. Um shit. Why can I not I'm blanking on his name. No. Uh, 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 it's on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> Just say it. No, then. it's okay. He played in old school Star Trek, like Star Trek first generation, and he was like the George Takai. George Takai like wraps up this whole like like just barrage of like memes. He's like yeah. he's like oh yeah, and then like the little um, <laughs> pixelated glasses that like go down and then yeah, like, land yeah, on the yeah, face. Yeah. You know, like deal with it. Yeah, land on George Takai. It's like all these things. I barely understood half of it. Like it made me think like oh they're so wrong. They think all these people are gonna get it, but they don't get it. Yeah. And I was like wait wait, wait. no no I'm I not understanding don't. half of this because I'm in the middle. And, and there's memes that I don't understand now. It's like when you try to say out loud a word that you've only read before. Yeah. And you immediately, you're like, ooh, ugh. Yeah. That's not right. Uh, yeah. Um, have you flown Delta recently? No. They do the, I think it's Delta. They have a s- bunch of videos now, like the in-flight videos, and it's just all meme-based. So, like, they have, like, the Nyan cat, like, Wait, going through. Wait, what's a bunch of memes? The training, the in-flight training the in-flight thing? training video. Okay, all right. It's about safety, like... Yeah, it's about safety, but then they do a bunch of, like, okay. dumb stuff that kind huh. of involves all of these memes. So, not just memes, but, like, characters from memes. So, they'll have, like, the creepy girlfriend yeah. oh, uh, I in see. there, okay. and, like, the Nyan cats floating yeah. around, and... Yeah. Um, Stuff like that. Oh, okay. Yeah, it is interesting because you realize just this weird kind of connection of, like, kind of, I thought that that was, like, our thing or maybe, like, a little bit younger than our thing. Mm-hmm. But, like, they're using that on in-flight videos, which is, like, a just an infinite demographic. Like, yeah. Like, the widest demographic possible yeah. of people. Yeah. And it's weird that they're mixing it in with, like, safety stuff because you're like, I don't get it. Yeah, like distracted. That, that whole thing never made sense to me. It's like, hey, in order to get people to watch this safety video, we have to make it entertaining so that they'll not retain any of the information that's yeah. actually being said. Yeah. You're like, wow, that was awesome. They're like, yeah, um, where's the nearest exits? How many exits are on this plane? They're like, I don't know. <laughs> You're gonna be like humming the songs like on the way as the plane is like barreling down. So you posted this video on Twitter, I think, this week. And it was Carl Sagan reading or he, he was doing like a dramatic oh, yeah. reading and yeah, then there yeah, was yeah. all of this like kind of animated yeah, like a futurist stuff. sort of yeah the whole the whole thing was talking about how ingrained in us is like adventure and like finding the unknown and how we've done that on earth and now it's time to do that in space right yeah, like yeah. The, those are the adventures that await yeah. and i was one i've i've been thinking a lot about culture and how we just go through cycles so quickly now, mm-hmm. right? Like in the course of, you know, maybe like two years, we might repeat all of the fashion of the past like 40 years. Mm-hmm. Like it just goes so fast. Yeah. And I'm wondering if if you think that that kind of like ties into the like exploration thing where it just, you know, we had more ground to like explore and like cover. And now it seems like trends go in and out real fast. Oh, yeah. And it's because we're always trying to like, kind of like buck the old and like find the new but we're doing it so quick because the world is so small and there's so many voices and like really what we like what what we really want is to be like out in space like actually finding like great new places and like adventures and whatnot yeah 
So that's not that, that's not in the form of a question. Like, do you think those two things are related, or it's just that they kind of go in cycles? Like, the kind of attention attention of humanity kind of goes in cycles of like, now we're into space again. Well, no, just that that we're like eager to try to find something that's actually new, and mm. we just kind of placate ourselves with these things that feel new, like you know, yeah. Peach or whatever, instead of Instagram, even though it's like basically it's the, like same the same thing, thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I've only read first part of it, but uh, do you know the blog Wait But Why? Yes. He has a um, three-part, two or three-part series on artificial intelligence. Ooh. And the he always does a really good job of kind of setting the stage, so like you feel like you understand the arena in which like mm-hmm. like like he, like when he talk when he does the big talk on electric cars, he doesn't start with electric cars or even the auto industry. He talks about like what energy is, mm. where it comes from, how we quantify it. You know, and and kind of gives this whole background way to think about things. Right. So he's. I've only heard the first part of this series, so I only have the frame up part. But the frame up part, he actually talks talks about that of like, it's like a steady. We have a steady progress in humanity, mm-hmm. but it's not a straight line, which is why certain decades just do not feel like other decades. Interesting. So we are in a decade right now where we have ha- we have the internet. And there, there, the but the internet itself was a groundbreaking paradigm. Like right. 15 years ago, it was just like, oh my gosh! Like we have these, you know, we have these phones in our pocket, and we can literally call someone that left that crossed an ocean this morning. We can talk to them instantly, and they've already crossed that ocean by the end of the day. Like just crazy. If you if somebody if you brought someone back in time and brought them here now, like all the things that would blow their mind. About how like it, when we're looking at our own age, we feel like like man, we're not like it's not like that for us. Like we've kind of slowed down, you know. Yeah. And I think it's interesting to kind of think of things as like as these. It kind of goes it, like progress kind of goes in a in a tr- upwards trajectory, but in kind of waves, you mm. know. Mm-hmm. And I've heard Neil deGrasse Tyson talk about that when in regard to space exp- exploration that we had like an era where it was like the World's Fair was like everything was was space and it was like you know oh yeah we're gonna like solve solve diseases and like everything's gonna be fixed in like the next you know 50 years if we looked at the last 50 years you know and the next 50 years are like this like this is gonna be insane like what is life gonna look like and then and then it wasn't like that different other than the information age so you have these compressed times of innovation yeah and then kind of this like yeah gap and then what drives those is whole new paradigms so not different Mm. takes on the same thing but like a whole new paradigm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So you think that we're in kind of this uh, kind of like recessed kind of gapping time right now? Where it's like where we got the internet, yeah. and now we just we don't know what to do with it. We just yeah, we've had it. We, for we a found while. fire, and we haven't figured out how to turn that into electricity. Yeah, yet. we've taken all the worst parts of humanity and amplified them. <laughs> yeah, but no one has really connected it in a way where I mean, really, the phone putting it in our hands was yeah. was a big leap forward yeah hugely forward yeah it wasn't a terminal or a, a a function of of being a techie person yeah it was like every single person now has access to it in their hand mm-hmm. and i think what he's leading to is that artificial intelligence is on the verge of being that next oh gotcha step. yeah you know the connectivity of things together 
um, that right now in our brain we're thinking of like, oh, you mean like our microwave can get updates like over my Wi-Fi? It's like no, you're in, you're thinking about that paradigm like in in, the, in our current paradigm, but there will be a a new paradigm about connected artificial intelligence that like we can't recognize yet. That's really fascinating. I I'd, I'd never thought about it, but we I feel like the struggle that we have right now is that we just as humans can't process the amount of relation the amount of information and relationships available to us. I mean, yeah. we've talked about this before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like it seems like artificial intelligence kind of has to step in to do that for us. Yeah. Like we don't have the human capacity of managing all this information and and being the traffic warden about what goes in (laughs) into our view and out of our view. Yeah, yeah. And we're like, we want to offload that onto and we're trying to do that. You can see us trying to do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like Siri's so dumb. Like Siri just doesn't know. And it's like Siri's just voice triggers, but like But, like, we want it to know, like, it's dumb. We're, we're Like, the level that we're judging it is on a human level, you know? Yeah. And and we're already applying unfair met- metrics to something that's basically <laughs> just, you know, a, a voice keyboard, you know? That's, like, barely better than... That's super interesting. I'd never thought about every time someone say, says that or something similar to that, that being like a demand for artificial intelligence. Yeah, yeah. Like for us to solve the hardest problem yeah. that's been solved up to this point. What do you think would be a good question to ask and like a good Turing test sort of like question like something you would ask a human that they would instantly know what the hell you're talking about, but like Siri has no idea what you're talking oh, about. Oh man. So one thing one app that I always thought was really interesting was the uh uh Swacket or whatever. It's like sweater jacket or shirt, sweater, jacket, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. It was this app that basically gave you a human response as to what you should wear that day. Okay. So it's like a lot of times when you look at the weather, you're not, you don't give a shit what the weather is. You just want to know. You want to know what to wear. Or your boots. Yeah. Right. Okay. And so this was kind of their like approach to that. I feel like something like that would actually be interesting. Like if you an interesting test, right? Like Siri, what should I wear today? Yeah. And. It knows, oh, okay, yeah. you know, it yeah. knows like the weather, it knows kind of your commute, like it knows yeah. where you'll be, your schedule, like it knows about you. Yeah. Um, And it can answer that. It knows that this reasonably. is the season where weather is volatile or you live in an area where yeah. it's not 90 degrees every day because that question is less relevant. It's like, right. what should I wear today? A t-shirt and shorts, stupid, just like the last <laughs> month. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, even there's taking, so many, yeah. Even taking in the the details of your schedule into account, right? Like the fact that you have a meeting that day or yeah. who it's with and oh, all right. that kind of stuff. Ooh, that's a hard one. I mean, that would be that, there's a lot that has to go into that question. Right, like to answer it intelligibly, yeah. like to do all of the things that you do when you answer that question. Yeah. Like that's a lot of computing and really what you want to do is offload that question to something that's smart yeah. enough to do it. And I feel like that would be that would be an interesting question for me. Yeah. To be like, how how right did you get this? Given the fact that I'm meeting with this person today, we're going to be here. I'm traveling from here to there, you know. And after that, I'm going to see my son's baseball game. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. I always think um, like questions where where we imply meaning, where um, we kind of contextualize certain things um and like imply meaning where just the words don't imply the meaning so if i said like um if i said if i said um how many people are in in, in india 
and you gave me back the number of population, whatever. Then I said, how many, how many United States would fit in India? <laughs> you know? Yeah. You'd be like, okay, um, we're still talking about population. And so you're asking a question about comparative, you know. Okay. And so if, if I didn't first ask that question and I said, how many Rhode Islands fit in Texas? You would know, like. I would assume geographic. Ge- geography. Yeah. You'd be like, okay, well, we know that Rhode Island is the smallest and Tex- Texas is a big state. So. Like, you know, you'd know what the heck I'm talking about. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know, I just think it's, it's, it's when, you know, when, her, when Siri or whatever gets it wrong, we're like, so stupid, you know? It's like, it's <laughs> oh, a lot to ask. Siri. <laughs> Obviously, I meant geographically and not population. Um, I have a question for you. Yeah. Um, have you seen He-Man in adult life? I mean, in your adult life, have you gone back and seen what He-Man is? Yeah, so I think my only experience with He-Man as an adult is that video. It's like 10 <laughs> hours. Hey, yeah, of, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and sometimes when I'm lying in bed. <laughs> That's the one, yeah. Did you ha- Did you grow up with He-Man? Um, I didn't. I was more of a Thundercats and Transformers kind of guy. Okay, cool. Maybe not, maybe not cool. I haven't gone back and looked at those as an adult. Um, oh, and Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I haven't looked at any of them as an adult. Oh, you know what? I did see when I was in college, which was, I mean, like 15 years ago, let's yeah. be honest. I did see an episode of Thundercats and even then found it totally insufferable. Yeah. You're like, what is this? Yeah. yeah the way shows back in our childhood had that, that positive message at the end. Yeah. Remember, kids. <laughs> yeah. What the? F- yeah. That is. So I, in my brain, I remember He Man being, being like a warrior, and I remember, <laughs> I remember Skeletor being a little, a little freaky. Like I was trying to look just back. even a little bit. Yeah, I was trying to think back of like he, I think he was a cloaked skeleton, and like you could only see part of his face or something like that. Like I just remember being really pretty dark. And um, He-Man had a cat, and when he did his sword thing, the cat would turn into, like, a jungle cat and right, yeah, ride yeah, this yeah. jungle cat into battle, which yeah. is so freaking awesome. Thundercats, and, Thundercats, yeah, Thundercats. And I, and I remember, oh. uh, I remember um, Skeletor had, like, a ghost, like, a ghost, uh, like, sidekick or whatever. Yes. Like, lieutenant in my mind. Yeah, yeah. Dude, go on Hulu and pull up an episode <laughs> of, of He-Man. It is the zaniest... <laughs> The zaniest thing ever. First of all, Skeletor is not scary. He's right. like a bumbling, like, well, I'll get you next time, He-Man. <laughs> and you're like, and I'm like, what? And like the, 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 the cat that He-Man rides is like comic relief. It's almost like Scooby-Doo. And he's like, wah, 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 you know, and he's like, yeah, turns into yeah. the cat, like, oh, now I'm a cat. And like the, the audio doesn't match the lips. Like, and, right. and He-Man is like a zany, crazy stripper or something like that like he's super ripped and he has these like fur he's like this fur diaper on and then it's like bowl cut whatever and you're looking at him and you're just like uh what what is this like why is there a a sword wielding stripper what is going on like it it's crazy to look back at it it is so wild i wonder like i would love to know the behind the scenes story for he-man because like 
His he name man. is he man. He man. <laughs> I think it's like a play. It's like, I'm the manliest. It's like, dog, you are not. Like, you might be ripped, kind of like a bodybuilder is, is really ripped, but that has nothing to do with, like, you know... <laughs> You being quote unquote like manly or something like I yeah I want to know hell? if that was like if that was part of the vision right like yeah. hey we need to give we need to give some of these gay kids <laughs> yeah someone to look up to right and realize and that, realize like, it's gonna be okay yeah yeah and if you listen to the gay comedians they're like they're like oh yeah like we're all gay you know and then when you, I'm like and you're like you're like oh come on like. And then you're like thinking back to He-Man, and you're like, maybe we are all gay. <laughs> like, I think you might be right about that. Like, <laughs> right? He-Man. He-Man. I'm He-Man, and like his bowl cut is <laughs> insane. I don't even think it was definitely not. He had the same haircut as like that guy in the little guy in the Skittles commercial. That's like berries and cream, berries yeah. and cream. He has the same bowl cut. <laughs> it's insane. But like bleach blonde, right? Yeah. Oh man. Oh yeah. Like, oh man. What a beautiful man. Yeah. He-Man. That's a man. Um, like five years ago. I had, uh, I had sinus surgery. Sinus surgery? Yeah. Okay. And I had uh, polyps removed from my sinuses. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, they were. So I, I did like a. I was had this like basically like a six month sinus infection. It was like the worst thing. And I and I went in and they did like a an x-ray or whatever it is mri mri i don't know what's the one in your, in your head anyway they, MRI. they looked in and they were like whoa like you basically have like maybe you know less than 20 percent of your actual sinuses are actually open like they're impacted with all these pulse so so they put me under they do the surgery they basically have like a meat grinder on the end of a straw and they just kind of like go oh. just kind of like you know <sighs> pull it all out Okay, so they're like, there's a solid chance. Like, a lot of people have to have this done a few times in their life because they eventually okay. come back. So I can feel, every year, I can feel my sinuses kind of closing up. Uh-huh. But I have this thing now, recently, where in one of my <laughs> my right nostril... A little whistle? Like, it makes, like, a tone. Like like a kettle kind yeah, of exactly. reaching a boil? Like a, like a kettle on the other side of the building. <laughs> You're like, is there... What is that? Did someone eat? Is your tea ready? Sitting, sitting at the Thanksgiving dinner table, you know, and my aunt, we're talking. At one point, she goes, she goes, what is that? And I was like, what's what? She's like, do you hear that? It's like whistling. And of course, every time I stop to listen, I'm not breathing. Like a whistling. I'm like, no. And then later, and then like a few days later, my sister stopped whistling. She goes, she goes, I'm sorry. Are you like? You sound like you're. It's not like you're really whisp like whistling. I was like, Katie, like, because my little sister, you know. Yeah. So I'm like, like, you know, don't interrupt, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then we realized later that that's what it was. So now I'm like super self conscious whenever I'm whenever I'm talking to someone that I'm like have this slight whistling. <laughs> I have a slight whistling that comes from my nose. Can you imagine? No, that's weird. Oh man, polyps. Polyps. Oh, just the word. Like the word perfectly describes what it is, and what it is just grosses me out. Like skin punching bags just hanging down, dangling <laughs> around. Skin sickles. Oh, it's like your uvula, but like yeah. all over the place. Yeah. Do you have a pronounced uvula? Uvula? Do you have a pronounced? Not can you pronounce uvula? <laughs> sure. Uvula. <laughs> like the word I just said? <laughs> 
That do you one? pronounce that word? <laughs> the do one you, have, you totally you understood have, me when I said it? Do you have a pronounced uvula? I don't think so. Wait, am I, did I say the wrong thing? No, that's it. It's the punching bag in the back of your, in back of your oh, throat. Oh, okay. okay. Pretty sure. Oh, the man. one that keeps, like, like air goes down and it pushes it out of the way and then you eat food yeah. and it pushes it out of the way. My dad had his removed. Removed? Some crackpot doctor in, like, the 70s was like, oh, yeah, like, it's better if you remove your uvula. And he's like, okay. So, like, snip. <laughs> So does like food just go right up his nose now? Like how- he <laughs> he so it doesn't really control the food thing as much, okay. but it does help you moderate the um like when you sneeze. I don't know. Can you when you sneeze? Can you sneeze through your nose or your mouth? Can you can you choose? Uh, I mean maybe I could, but typically I just sneeze through sneeze. my mouth. Yeah. Oh, through your mouth. Yeah. Okay. So, um, he sneezes out his nose, but he can't control not sneezing out his nose. Oh, interesting. So, he'll be, like, in a meeting, you know, a business meeting, whatever. If he has oh. to sneeze, it's just clearing out all the snot in his face. <laughs> it's it's so gross. It's so gross. And he just says, like, like, I hate it. I can't control it. We'll be driving. We'll be driving. And he'll be like, ah, yeah. and he'll, he'll like sneeze in his hand, and he just looks, he just looks at his hand like, yeah, you disgust me. Like, I'm sure he thinks of that doctor's face, like, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, he should and, save it up and yeah, leave so it on he, his he doorstep. It, he he you know, he like wipes it on his sock, which I think is pretty ingenious. Yeah, well, a sock's yeah. a pretty good place to do yeah, it. He can hide that. Yeah, but <laughs> you know when Dad was rolling up to sneeze, you hit the deck because like you're just be <laughs> it's going snot. everywhere. There's gonna be snot going everywhere. Oh man! All right, so, Jane. So this bird, the um, Amoxicillus rendezvous, Montezuma or Oropendola, Orpendola, Montezuma Orpendola. Here it is. <laughs> so cool. What's that knocking? I don't know. That's the coolest bird. It doesn't even sound real. So it's a combined score of 14. 14. Beautiful. Beautiful. All right. See you next week. See you next week.